the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The biggest pop culture movement since the Beatles, $22.5 billion at the box office, and we found the one guy who doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. With two fellow MCU nerds to help guide his hand along the way, one thing is for certain, we're with him until the end of the line. Welcome to Colin Brain, Colin Brain, Colin Brain versus MCU. Colin Brain, Colin Brain, Colin Brain versus MCU. On your left. Hello and welcome everybody to your favourite podcast designed for your ear holes. And yes, we are halfway through our little trip to Westview, for which, and hopefully, You've listened to part one. Colin seems to be quite enjoying his stay. Will he pop the old five stars on TripAdvisor once he leaves? Or will we get two stars? It's just not my thing, man. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> if ever there was a t-shirt design that we need to have, it needs to be, it's just not my thing, It's just man. not my thing, man. I'm just trying to find ways to come at it in a more positive way than me just shitting on stuff. You know, it's just not my thing. Come on. It's just not my thing, man. <laughs> we are today going to pretty much jump straight into things this week. But before we do, please allow me to introduce my fellow co-hosts. Firstly, now last week proving that a lack of commentary does little to deflate his jingle balloon. Now I had to do a bit of research for this next part. I first thought, you know what? I want to learn what the translation of Jingle King is in Sokovian. Just started typing it into Google and very almost made a very stupid mistake before luckily remembering Sokovia is not a country. Um, It is made up for Marvel. But then I realised it's got to be fairly near Russia. So I had to do a bit of translation. So um, after, yes, a little bit of translation. If, Rob, you were born in Sokovia, you would now be known as the Zvol Kolol, the Jingle King. Um, I like it. Yes. But we'll say it's Sokovia because obviously, boo, Russia. It's Robert Trot. Rob, say hello. There goes our listeners. Brilliant. <laughs> hello. I've got hello. Um, a little bit of uh, news, actually. Something we've not touched on. I know trivia and the last saga, we don't want to dwell. We really don't want to dwell. But mm. the final results are in. Because, of course, when we last oh. recorded, we didn't have our Far From um, Home episode out. So now we've the listeners have had their chance to vote on every single episode of the Infinity Saga. Do you want to know the results, George? I think you're going to be pleasantly nah, surprised. Nah. Very happy. Oh. It's 13-8. Whoa. To me. Of course yeah. it is. <laughs> it's lovely. The double champ. There is no part of the multiverse in which you did not lose. <laughs> Brilliant. I will not be making you a trophy for that one because I'll fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> be like viewer, can... viewer vote <laughs> rather than listener. Yeah, you, you can just have that one. I'm not making anything for you. <laughs> and last but not least, it's our very own Zoe Borodati Mushina. Oh, Roughly translated to that angry bearded man. Wow. Um, it's Colin Brain. Colin, say hello. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. Hello. <laughs> hello. How are we both? It's just not my thing, man. It's just not my thing, man. <laughs> can, you, can you learn that in Russian? <laughs> That'll be next. Maybe I'll, I'll learn that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, to, just to throw George off one week. I've had a week, boys. Oh, well, go on. I've, um, so... I'm medicated for my brain, 
And this week, due to stock um, issues, which has not been confirmed as being the fault of Brexit, but I'm bloody blaming Brexit for it, (laughs) I was not able to restock my pills for a good week. And my head was a box of frogs for for those days. Uh Yeah, it's been a bit wibbly-wobbly, but I'm back on board, baby. Got some new jingles. Got some uh, exciting things ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Brexit, um, for... (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. That box of frogs. Yeah. It's not a sentence I thought I would say today. <laughs> That's a great sentence. Rob, um, your <laughs> Rob, your your Zoom nickname for us this week is. Mm. It is last week it was Blurry Vision. This one is 2020 Vision. Because if it's ways you can look at it, Vision sees a lot clearer, doesn't he, in these three episodes. Oh. Yeah. Also, this came out in 2020. And if I go down the route of me being a slightly shit version of Vision, 2020, although a great year in terms of us being becoming parents, not the best year overall. The ratio of good to bad is probably yeah. weighing mm-hmm. in the favour of bad for the year 2020. So, yeah, 2020 Vision. Okay. I like it. I'm like intrigued it. to know. Yeah, I'm intrigued to know what next week's will be. I bet you could guess, but I don't think you could say because it's going to... Ruin stuff. Spoilers. Uh, I will. I was thinking the other day because obviously um, I don't know whether it made the edit last week or not. But um, Rob, um, there was a couple of times in last week's episode. For people that don't know, obviously we record this over Zoom. I actually use my phone as my camera. Um, there were a couple of times I was just talking to Colin about WandaVision and whatnot, and I noticed messages kept coming through from Rob, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm messing this up." It was terrifying. No, that stayed in the edit. Do you think we should have a safe word? Um, or do you trust me? I trust you. You didn't fuck okay. up last week. I think week. I'm okay. Yeah, I think I'm okay. Cool. We'll leave it at that. In to- uh, next thing, speaking of spoilers, Colin. There's yes. been no messages from you recently. Spoiler watch. How are we? Nothing? We're doing, we're doing fine there, man. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Really? It's been, uh, you know, there's always lots of different casting announcements and... Oh, actually, quite a few casting announcements in the last week or so. Oh, really? There is a, yeah, there is a film currently shooting, and um, they they knew the paparazzi were going to find them on the set, so they ended up just saying, okay, these are in the film. And okay, um, yeah. two days later, the set photos were released as well, yeah, so they, they were found. But um, some very interesting casting. We did a mm. poll over on our Twitter, didn't we, George? Yes! Um, asking if we should bring this up to Colin, who's... Who in particular is coming back and they voted a resounding no, we shouldn't tell you. Hey, so. What resounding no? Because no. one on of the now. one of the casting announcements for the film that is currently shooting, yes, so, someone who Come has only back. been in one MCU film so far, who played only a very big part. Yes. Ca- as, okay. And I'm not spoiling anything, and a very early MCU film um is back in the film they are currently shooting, and we were like, Yeah, okay. You know, Colin's starting to catch up a little bit so put it on a little poll on twitter shall we tell him shall we get his live reaction to find out this person is coming back resounding with a capital wow. r they want you in the dark colin well i mean fair enough i guess colin brain the dark world <laughs> yes <laughs> do you do you guys think i'll be um up for that like happy with the announcement or do you think it'll be a <laughs> bit of a grumble <laughs> i don't think it's your thing man <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it like it be uh be interested to see your reaction when they uh when they come back speaking of the internet 
and our listeners. Bit of drama last week. So, obviously, I... I think, yeah, it was last week, our intro. I mentioned, obviously, you keep mentioning you want to see the Guardians pop back up. Mm. And so I did the whole sort of James Gunn story and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Brain... And you broke the news to me that um, we're not getting them in this phase. Yes. Colin John Brain, when our episode aired, my goodness, did our Twitter and our DMs blow up. Because... It was full of people, and I'm not spoiling too much here. People saying, "Why are you telling Colin the Guardians are not in this phase?" They and are. I thought they are. Oh, they I okay. thought I made it clear that Guardians Three was not in this phase. Oh come on now! You really think that I'm going to take that on and be and quiz you about it? Trust me, the amount of people being like, "You have to clear that up." With oh, Colin. so they actually are in the phase. There's just not a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. They, they make an appearance in Phase Four, yeah, I mean, yes, but okay. Guardians Five is going to be Phase well, it's Five. No, Guardians Guardians, Guardians Three is going to be Phase Five. Jesus. Christ. Okay, right. Yeah. No. I, I, I mean, all right. So I guess to be honest, it did it did go in as there wasn't going to be a standalone film, but I hadn't ruled out in my head that we wouldn't see any of those characters. I, mm-hmm. I assume that that probably will happen. I yes. removed so, it from the edit because I can effectively sometimes, if we let slip little things, because I edit <laughs> it and then Colin mixes it. Yeah. So when, when George said that, there'll be no Guardians in Phase 4, I went, um, I don't think that's <laughs> true. And then we just sort of changed the subject very quickly and... I made sure that never made the edit. So when Colin got to it, he's like, oh, this seems normal. This is fine. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for clearing it up. So thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you for clearing that up. And for thank me you as well, to the everyone. listeners for having my back as well, because I have no clue if these guys could be lying to me every week for all I know. No, so, um, we don't, I don't yeah. think we've ever lied to you, Colin. There's only one way to find out. Next time, yes. baby. So far, so good. Skip the compliments. Let's get on with it. Okay, so I think that's it. Uh, so I did let you know, lads, earlier on that it was going to be a quick one, and I still feel confident in that. Now, because we covered a lot of background of the show last week, we'll do a lot more of the whole background sort of stuff uh, for Division in our next episode, once Colin has finished the show. Um, so we're not going to do that particular section today. And I guess so. This feels weird. Nice and early. We get to ask the question... Oh, yeah. Colin Brain, episodes four, five, and six of WandaVision, what did you think? I I enjoyed them. I th- I think there's still a lot in there that I'm enjoying, and there's still enough intrigue that is... Yeah, I'm enjoying them, but I do think that... Personally, I would have preferred it if they had carried on a few more episodes before we got that one episode where you see it from the other side. Episode four, four, sorry, yeah. I felt like it was like, I I, I could have sat in that world. I mean, honestly, I could have sat in that kind of world of what the hell's going on and for a lot, lot longer, even a full Mm -hmm. season. And obviously I know the MCU probably isn't the area where you're going to see that sort of thing. So um, the inevitable was always going to happen where it sort of started to feel more MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that happened a a little too soon for me. And then within that happening... Whenever we did end up back in Westview, still really enjoyed it. Enjoyed a lot of the things there. Loved the creativity behind a lot of it. But it's just like that thing had just gone by that point for me. Like that real like thing that I was buzzing on on the first three episodes. Like the yeah, what is this? It's mystique, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mystery was solved a little too soon for my liking, um, yeah. which kind of kind of like knocked me back a bit. 
And, you know, yeah, I mean, we'll get into it and, and dissect on what the reasons are for that. But so mm. I'm, I'm not like, I wasn't like overly like, oh, fuck this. You know, it wasn't like, a, I don't want to watch this anymore. But it was a bit yeah. like a, yeah, the interest was starting to sort of sway a bit in certain areas of where it's gone. Yeah, cool. Rob, how was the rewatch for this middle section of WandaVision? Well, me and my wife watched these episodes back to back. Luckily, I was facing the TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Mm-mm. laughs> Colin's waving a flag on that one. We should be drawing a line here. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was, that was, I don't know if you noticed, but that was just a joke. We did watch it together at all. <laughs> I, I watched it by myself, making laborious notes, watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, oh, yeah. which I'm sure we'll get into along the way. Don't you worry, fellas. I suppose we're getting, we're getting into four, episode four first, right? So I kind of maybe agree with Colin on that one, but I don't. I can't see in my head an alternative. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't mm. see another way of doing it. Yeah. But I can see where Colin's coming from with the, that's a lot of explaining so soon. I think for me... We do was, get a lot of answers, yeah. Yeah, I think it was more so that, like, the the first three episodes of WandaVision didn't even feel like it was from the same realm of anything we'd seen in the MCU. Stylistically, everything about it was just very different. And then within that episode four, it was just a big reminder of, oh, no, wait, this is still in the same world mm-hmm. that, yeah. we're, that, you know, that everything else is in. And, and as I've said many, many times, it's just not my thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think like there's a lot to be said about the, the fact there was two episodes out and then you waited another week for that third episode, and then a further week for the fourth one to sort of explain all those things that you've seen. So it's kind of like, what, three weeks? Yeah, to... it's, it's very different, isn't it? I'm watching these, like, you know, pretty much back-to-back. So, yeah, you, don't have, that, you don't have point. that rest period in between. Yeah. So, to get the excitement of what's going on, what's happening, and then yeah. when those answers come, it actually being a relief because you've been yeah, waiting a week yeah, that's to find true. out. It all makes sense. To me, you know, this middle section, I think it's still pretty bloody good. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say that the, the show has like a formula, but I think by this point, we find the show has a certain rhythm to it. I don't think there's anything wrong with the show sort of settling down a little bit. You know, it's still a mystery show. But even when we get answers or, or glimpses to answers, I feel I still think, you know, as an audience, we're sort of in the dark as to the hows and the whys still. And, you know, these characters that are inside the sitcom WandaVision itself, including Vision, uh, you know, starting to question everything. And I think that adds a new compelling nature to the show as well, that one that wasn't in the first three episodes. So, yeah, I kind of find these next three episodes a joy, really. Um, mm. And it's still so much in love with its its source material, you know, that being the, the American sitcom. I love all the references to, like, the 80s and 90s sitcoms, which I'm sure, you know, we... we get into in a minute but you know you give me heavy malcolm in the middle vibes i'm gonna love it um yeah. so yeah i mean I, i'm sold and I, I always will be but it's just me um but yeah that's where i am um colin um did stacy watch these next three as well do we she still did. have her yeah i think she was she was a little bit on board with similar views to me but by by the end of episode uh six she was definitely i think six was the strong one for for stace she seemed to be well hmm. up for it after that one Cool, nice. I will say, I think episode five, mm. maybe like one of my top three out of the episodes for the, the series. Oh, nice. 
Very cool. Uh, so, yeah, much like last week's episode, we're going to discuss one episode at a time. But seriously, if you want to jump ahead at all, just, just go for it. There's no set formula here. We won't be going into a crazy amount of detail, but, you know, just discuss what works, what doesn't, some of the new characters, and maybe some of the older characters as well, and then see what Mr. Brain thought. And so we are going to start with episode four, titled, We Interrupt This Program. And it opens with Captain Monica Rambeau, an agent of S.W.O.R.D., returns to life following the blip to find her mother, Maria, has died of cancer. Now, I know we said we weren't going to get into loads of detail, and I'm one sentence into the recap, and I've paused things. <laughs> um, but, oh boy, I think this one needs to be discussed. So, yes, Captain Monica Rambeau, um, the daughter of Maria Rambeau, the friend of Captain Marvel. She was blipped. And upon returning, discovered that her mother had died during the blip. I love this sequence as well, because compare it just to what, one film ago? Mm. Spider-Man. We saw a very brief clip of people returning from the blip. And it was like on a mobile phone footage of the gymnasium. And suddenly people just popping back up. Um, like the, one of the school bands popped back up with trombones still in their hand and whatnot. It's played off for two seconds, almost as like a bit of a laugh yeah and then you have this version of the blip which is tonally flipped on its head completely different to anything we saw um in spider-man so colin you said that you were interested in seeing a little bit more about the blip and different perspectives etc mm. did this satisfy that interest at all and also how long into the episode if at all did you realize that this was monica rambeau the daughter Oh, that little girl that was in Captain uh, Marvel. Yeah, I, I, it did click at some point. I can't remember at what point. I think there was some dialogue where they mentioned about Captain Marvel or there was she something walked, about She walks her... past a picture of her mum at one point yeah. in Sword Headquarters. They tried to drive it home as yeah, much yeah, as can yeah. if you missed it in the beginning. Yeah, I, I definitely caught on. I can't remember, to be honest, watching them back to back. I forget what even happens in each episode. But um, yeah, that, that did. And... and it was really cool to see a bit more of that blip. I wasn't expecting to see it in One Division, to be honest. Again, like I had no idea um, where this was going from the first three, and that's kind of what I liked so much about it. So I, I can't say I was expecting to see something even related to the blip quite so yeah. soon, really. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. And and again, I, I, I like the fact it was a little bit of a a darker approach to it, you know. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Rob, is is it a stupid question to ask, you know, is this scene effective? But, yeah. um, you know, does it still have the same impact on a rewatch? Definitely. I I really, really love the sound design on it. So the, it's, I remember when I first watched it being so confused what was going on. I and, was as well. And you hear all these sort of sound clips from Captain Marvel as she's kind of being reformed back into reality. And it, all these sort of, like, merge into sort of being audible as she is reappearing physically. Really interesting. It does a lot with how with sound design and how it tells that story. And not only that, but it's just really there's some real heartbreaking stuff about the realities of that five year gap when mm -hmm. the you know the nurse that was looking after her mum recognizes her and says yeah she's she's dead, and you realise that oh wow she lost out on yeah. Like Cause to... she's so confused as well, isn't she? Because obviously she's when she's sat down in by that hospital bed and taken a nap, her mum had just finished surgery um, because she has cancer, mm. and she's like, 
Like, you said the cancer had gone. Like, she was going to be fine. Like, what? it makes no sense to her that why would she be dead? Yeah, she missed uh, out on two more years with her mum. Mm-hmm. As well as the five years from everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's really well done. I really, really like it. And I there's there's hints at more stuff from other characters in these three episodes as well in terms of... I mean, there's a bit later on where Hayward is in his office and he's like, oh, she... She'd believed you'd. She believed you'd come back, but I'm not really sure that's like a positive thing to say to someone. It's like it's almost like saying she spent those two years you were gone holding on to hope, and she never saw it come true. Mm. So that's it's to me. I'd be like, oh well, she died never knowing if I would come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really bleak. Yeah, and Colin, it's definitely not a spoiler to say that's the last we're going to see of the blip as well. Maybe not in One Division, but you know, going forward, it, we, we've still got a lot more blip stories to tell. That's for sure. Nice. <clears throat> oh, and so then... he's put away the trumpet because, oh. truth be told, it's time for Marvel Assembled. Tiana... It was even like a second gap where I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Tiona Paris, up. who plays uh, Monica Rambeau, she had no idea what she was auditioning for. This is how secret Marvel is. She was just given some sides, um, like some auditioning um, sheets that were from the 70s episode, but they had no context. And she was just Mm. told, it's set in the 70s, just go high fast with it and overact as much as you can. Mm. And she only realised who she was playing when they offered her the part. She had no idea who she was auditioning for. That's so cool. And so then speaking of, Colin, what did you think of Tiona Paris as Monica Rambeau? You know, is she holding her own against a a very stacked and talented cast? I think so, yeah. I I think... um... They're sort of setting her up. I reckon we might see more of her in future. I I, I think so, yeah. Because there was a, the, the little talks. I can't remember what episode it was in. Like there was one little thing when one of them was talking about uh, they got the results back of her going through the whatever you'd call it, the force mm-hmm. field that um, Wanda had set, and because she she's getting quite a bit from like you know she's being put. It feels like she's being pushed as more of a lead role in this now. So yeah, I feel like. Didn't they she say might... yes? Like it's it's altered her DNA a little. bit. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I I mean that, I mean that's easily like, I mean you know Sound, watching... sounds like an origin story. Exactly. <laughs> we are watching a Marvel product <laughs> here. So um, and we've also just retired half of the batch a couple of films ago. <laughs> yes, so it's like true. they're going to be setting up new superheroes. I can I'm sorry imagine. to tell you, college. She just goes back to her desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. That's but no, I think right. she's cool, man. Like um, I'm, yeah, she's a she's a fine addition to the MCU. Yeah. I'd say. Cool. Same to you. Uh, Monica Rambeau, Rob, is she a, a, a fine addition, as Colin would put it, to the MCU? I think she's she gets a lot to play with in these opening episodes. She gets to have a lot of fun with it at the same time. And we also, especially with episode four, get to see the other side of the, the torture mm. that, you know, that she sort of went through while she was in there. And some of the things she says, like, she say, like, when they, they sort of got on the table, she's like, it's grief. It's just, I just felt endless bottomless grief it's just um it's really really cool it's really really cool i i was so glad when i figured out that who she was and who she yeah. was playing especially with like because you hear in those opening moments where she's coming back to life old captain marvel saying lieutenant trouble and all this sort of thing yeah it's, like, oh. it's, it's just it's a nice way to sort of further that captain marvel story and yeah it will be nice if she ever crossed paths with captain marvel i mean obviously it's gonna happen Hmm. Um, it would be maybe. nice to see uh, maybe. Time, <laughs> baby. 
So three weeks later, Rambo returns to work and is sent by acting director Taylor Hayward to help FBI agent Jimmy Wu with a missing persons case in Westview, New Jersey. They discover a hexagonal static CMBR field surrounding the town, which Rambo is then pulled into. Colin, did you recognise Mr. Jimmy Wu? Yes, I did. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Good. That yes, that is Randall Park reprising his role as FBI agent uh, Jimmy John, Woo. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. I knew you were going to say that. Um, previously seen in what movie, Colin? <sighs> let's let's not talk about it. Oh no. Okay, he definitely remembers Ant Man <laughs> and the Wasp. Um, so. Ant-Man and Wasp aside, were you glad to see Jimmy Woo back or was it a, oh, fuck's sake, is that guy from that film? The second bit. The second oh, no. bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I'm just not a fan of that type of character. It's uh, the, the, a lot of this part, like away from the um, Westview, mm-hmm. when you're seeing it from the other side, I don't know, man. It just, <laughs> it really kind of turns into just this, everything seems to be a really overly stuffed and convoluted and it almost feels like you're watching like a sort of NCIS episode whenever it goes there. Right. It's very detective heavy and it looks a bit cheaper and tackier and <laughs> yeah, it was just like CSI MCU, you know? Wow. Okay. Oh, I mean, you're Fantastic. not wrong. <laughs> um, Rob, just how happy did it make you when A, not only he appeared on screen, but in his first second on screen, he performs a magic trick. It did make me very happy. <laughs> what a payoff. It's a wonderful payoff. Yeah, it's so good that after all that time, he finally <laughs> learned his close He's up magic. learned magic. <laughs> I, li- I like him. I like Jimmy Weir as a character. Mm. I do kind of like, I think it pushes the believability this FBI agent has been allowed to sort of stick around for this long. Mm-hmm. Like he's on base with all these experts. Like he's, just an FBI agent that discovered the scene. I'm not sure they would keep him there, but there are many times when characters say, "Who are you?" Like, um, yeah. Well, but, um, I did. I did very much enjoy him and his obsessive sort of learn. Like him and Darcy learning about mm-hmm. the the show and all this stuff. I I found it quite enjoyable, but I've got a feeling. <laughs> we'll get on to it soon. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it soon. Now, there's a moment where Wu, I think when he first meets Monica Rambeau, he's about to explain one of his theories as to what's going on. And he says, now, between you, me, and the bedpost, before he explains his theory. Now, have either of you boys ever heard that saying before, or is that another rust in the grinds? Between um, you, me, and me the bedpost. I haven't I heard it, but it I've sounds not. like it could be a thing. Because he's full of, he says, like, I think he swears, he says like Jiminy Crickets a couple of times. He's full of all these little sayings. But I've never heard the rust on the grinds. The rust on the grinds makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Please explain how it makes sense. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. In my head, I had an explanation. No, no, no. I had an explanation in my head then. I thought, I don't want to make a tit out of myself. Like a big (laughs) inhale of breath, like you're about to go on (laughs) some sort of monologue. I don't know. (laughs) There is a limit to George's waffle. He can normally (laughs) talk his way out of anything. That's amazing. (laughs) You know why you did it though, George, didn't you? Well, because it's all bullshit. You've got it? rust on the grinds. I've got rust on the grinds. <laughs> um, 
Yes. Okay. I'm not even. Go- I almost did it again, but no, no I'm going to drop move it. On. No, <laughs> move on. Within 24 hours, Sword establishes a base around the town and sends drones and an agent in to investigate. Doctor Darcy Lewis studies the phenomena and discovers broadcast signals for the sitcom WandaVision. They use these to observe events inside the town, learning that the real residents have been cast in the sitcom, and then see Rambo appear as. Geraldine. Colin is another returning yeah. face. Um, again, did you recognise Darcy Lewis? And I'm so sorry, but sometimes I feel like I have to ask this question. Do you have any idea who we're talking about? Yes, of course. Okay. Man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen that character enough for her to stick around in my brain. Um, cool. Yes, yeah, that I'm very is... surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's Kat Dennings um, from Thor and Thor The Dark World. I think... Rob, that's it? She hasn't... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, reprising her role as Darcy Lewis. Um, so, we will get into her. Um, but first, here's a bit of a head-scratcher for you, Colin. Um, are there any other characters, minor characters, or we can even say maybe villains, that haven't had their own film or series that you wouldn't mind popping up in another show or TV show or, or film? Oh jeez, you're gonna have to give me a bit of time here, man. Yes, oh. that's that's true. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll so, ask Rob that question while you're thinking. I guess I can ask Rob. Um, so characters that we have seen so far. Yeah, in minor parts, who who would you like to see return? Not that not in like, their own project, just like popping up, just much like, like pop Darcy up, Lewis yeah. pops yeah. up or or Jimmy Woo. I'll, I'll, whilst you're thinking, I've got one. Go on then, you go first. Zemo. Um, the villain from Civil War. Yeah, um, that would be a good one. Christ. So, obviously, the uh, reason he wanted to make the Avengers crumble from within was because he's a fairly normal guy from Sokovia. Um, yes. And just lost all of his family and decided um, in, you know, in the, the falling city battle from Age of Ultron and decided... I'm going after the Avengers. Um, and last time he saw him, I think he was about to kill himself and Black Panther stopped him and then he was arrested. I think he's just a very evil, dastardly, clever man. And I would love to see Zemo pop up again. I'd love to see... Uh, I can't see. You're going to have to help me out with the names here. Um, <laughs> but the South African guy who plays the rock creature in Thor Ragnarok. You know, like oh, he's like a kind of cork. rocky... Cork. Yeah, him. Cork. Yes. More New Cork. Zealand. Yep. New Zealand. Piss off, yeah. ghost. Oh, what did I say? Did I say South Africa? South Africa, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's not right, is it? Um, <laughs> and also, Jeff Goldblum's character was pretty cool in that world as well. Yes, the Grand Master. I remember really enjoying that environment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that would probably be... I mean, that's a couple that come to mind. Nice. I'm sure I could think of more. I'd need some time. Yeah. Robert? <laughs> I'd like to see... Dr. Arnim Zola from Winter Soldier and uh, First Avenger. So last time we saw Armin Zola, his, in one of my favourite moments in that film, <laughs> consciousness had been placed into a computer system. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see I am again. very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he punches the screen. Yes, and then, and then he just he just, his face appears in another one. So good. Yeah, because in the comics, he's like got a sort of robot body that's got 
that like a screen mm-hmm. in it, and I'd love to see him go go that way. Yes, in the same way that we sort of it was a nice surprise to see Red Skull in Infinity yeah. War and mm. Endgame. I'd love to see Arnim Zola probably go, ah. Hello, it is me again. <laughs> That'd be great. And Toby Jones is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Any others, Rob? No, I put all my efforts in to think of that one. No, that's all good. Uh, so then back to Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis. Colin, how did you find her? Did I already answer this before or not? No, you just no? said okay. you recognised her. Oh, I recognise her. Uh, yeah, um, I feel the same way about her character as I did when she's in the Thor films for me. It is very sort of... And I don't mean this in a disrespectful way from her performance or anything, but it, it does feel very sort of sitcom-y um, mm-hmm. from her. And and even in the Thor films, whenever they were in that world, it felt very sort of... She's very quippy one-liner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost almost does warrant, like, you, you, a live audience would go down well with that kind of performance. You know, yeah. you're expecting canned laughter after half the things she says. But she's fine, man. I mean, look, by this point, she's consistent. You know, she's playing the set. It's not like she looks yeah. bored. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, not up there with one of my favourite characters that we've seen. Yeah, no, it's fair. And also, I was surprised. I mean, I, I, I wasn't really expecting them to to sort of shove quite so much of the, you know, other people that we've seen in the previous yeah. films. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was sort of under more of the impression that it was going to be very much a smaller contained. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I know you guys had said that the TV shows were connected, but I wasn't under the assumption that they were going to be quite as connected as this, like literally oh, yeah. introducing new seri- uh, introducing new uh, potential superheroes. Like a lot of the cast from these previous films are popping up. Like it, mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. And, it, and You'll uh, definitely find going on as well that if you were to skip the TV shows I'll and bet watch the it, films, yeah. they would be incomprehensible, yes like theorizing from a business point of view it's realizing that most people are watching more tv shows and streaming so if we start getting people watching those they're then more likely to still go and pay money to go to the cinema to see the films we're putting out yeah Dis- disney plus need those subscribers to keep the yeah. stock bo- and uh, and the board happy you could l- definitely look at it that way for sure so yeah they um uh you know then that brings in a further conversation i'm sure we'll have down the line when uh, some people when it started getting to versions of phase four were like maybe it's starting to feel like homework um yeah and i don't mean that as a positive or a negative by the way that's just more of a a, a like just looking at the landscape of how you know the film industry is trying to survive in in a world which is more based around like you know shorter content and more stuff you can do from home so it's interesting to see but it makes sense that they're putting more into the tv shows um Mm -hmm. and they are making them all join together yeah i think with the films the people were already beginning to feel like they were sort of episodes of a larger story anyway. So now it feels like you've got these micro episodes and then every now and then there'll be a big yeah. feature length episode. It makes the films <laughs> feel bigger for sure. I mean, yeah. it, you, you, you could, um, you could um, compare it to how the UFC runs, you know, they do sort of like free fight nights and then mm-hmm. every sort of three or four fight nights, there'll be a pay-per-view and it's sort yep. of like the fight nights have the, up and comers, there may be top five, top ten fighting out for number one contender spots and stuff. And then when it's the pay per view, you get the championship fights mm-hmm. with the with the bigger fights on it. If they so love your TV show, you get a film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then, uh, continuing on, Rob, um, happy to see Cat Dennings return. I think she's great. She's really good in that role. I always found her character slightly, I don't know if overused in the Thor films. Like it, it almost feel. 
less so in this, but in the Thor films, it always felt like they, the writer would get to the end of a scene and be like, not quite sure how to finish this. We'll have Darcy <laughs> do a little quip and that'll yeah. take you to the next scene. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like that is still present here. Like when they're in that van and she's going, I, I do like this moment when she's going around getting everyone to say what they're actually there for, what their fields are. Like, I'm not allowed to say. Yeah, and then when he actually tells her, she's like, no one cares. Like, yeah. that was that, that worked mm-hmm. for me. And a lot of her stuff does make me laugh. But it's almost like I can see the mechanics of of it. Oh, yeah, 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 I get that. Of, like yeah. the, of why she's always doing those quips to almost end a scene or mm-hmm. no one really reacts to her, yeah. I notice. So there's a bit where she's she's carrying that TV and no one's helping her. She's like, I got it, but no one reacts to her. I know that's part of the scene, but I kind of feel maybe I have to go back and watch it with this in mind. Does anyone really pay attention to her when she's in a larger scene? I think a lot of the time she's almost just talking to herself to get a laugh from the audience, not from anyone in the room. And she does do a lot of talking to herself as well when she's like sat on the laptop and no one else in the room. She's sort of talking I, I I do really like the fact that she's obsessed with and invested in the show. Yes. Yeah, that I think that's, that's a good angle that she's mm-hmm. invested always in the eating story crisps around. or food whilst watching it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a she's an audience member as well as a. And she says like, I know it's been a crazy few years, but <laughs> a few years on this planet. But he's dead, right? About the vision. Yeah. Like it's nice to have someone address it from the other side. Yeah, it doesn't woo then say like, so you're telling me the universe because the the like the energy signals. Uh, from way back from like the big bang and stuff yeah, like, so you're cosmic. telling me yeah. the universe has created a 1950s sitcom starring two avengers which for me perfectly sums up the weirdness of wonder vision so lewis and Wu unsuccessfully attempt to use the radio to contact maximoff when rambo mentions ultron maximoff casts her out of the town maximoff then temporarily sees vision appear as he did when he died before settling back into her sitcom life with him colin me and rob have been very excited for you to experience that moment when vision walks back into wanda's house and she turns him round to see him as essentially as a walking corpse complete mm. with caved in mm. head and yeah, um, nice. you had to have got a big kick out of maybe wandavision's darkest moment yet I did like it. Yeah, it was a nice moment. Mm. Oh, well, nice isn't the right word. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, it, made, it really cheered me up seeing that. No, um, <laughs> nah, Just, it was. It was a. It was a kind of. Yeah, it was a almost a, um, almost like not not in this sense, but closest thing we've ever seen to like a jump scare in one of these. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, yeah. So it's fast treated as it, a jump scare it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And you that's, said in our last episode, you said when we see that from sort of the un the edited version. Mm. You said, "Oh, like he walks in and Wanda give gives him this look, like this weird look, and now you know why." Mm-hmm. I guess because when you were saying three, that last we episode, the, I was like, we "I see said the wonder, the wonder vision." Oh, of moment, course, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. that I, was I quite said fun George the one. image of of that afterwards, going, he, he, <laughs> "He was talking about that." <laughs> it was so difficult not to to mention yeah. it. And so, Colin, yeah. we asked you last week, and we'll ask you again: mm. Is Wanda the villain? I still don't think we know yet, but it feels like they're trying to tell us that she is. But mm. I feel like there's definitely... Because there's still enough moments of her having those sort of 
conversations where she's going, I don't really know how this started. And, like, you know, there's a still a lot of... And that is the thing that I'm still really enjoying, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that, that side of things, most of the stuff in the town is still very cool. And I've still enjoyed the, you know, the, the takes on the different decades of sitcoms and stuff. And I have really enjoyed that aspect. Um, and the mystery still is still there, which is mm. what is, you know, keeping me intrigued. Yeah, cool. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like... That was what they wanted the reveal to be, but there's still more to come. There is. We've got another whole three episodes after this one. And so we jump into episode five, titled In a Very Special Episode. And uh, a sort of like a 90s, 80s, early 1990s setting, Maximoff and Vision struggle to stop Billy and Tommy from crying. Agnes offers to help look after the boys, but Vision questions her behaviour. So I think by now at this point, it's pretty established that it looks like Wanda is keeping everyone in Westview. And some people, not everyone, but it looks like some people in the town are aware that Wanda is controlling things. Like that moment when Agnes goes to pick up the babies and Vision stops her and it kind of throws her in her tracks and Agnes asks Wanda if she wants her to start the scene again. Like, you know, and she says, so good, such a good moment. Shall we take it from the top? So if this is true, if Wanda is doing this to people, Colin, is there any redemption for her at this point? Or, you know, has she gone too far? Like, I'm pretty sure if this is the case, you know, she's not going to be on this year's Christmas card from the Avengers. No, no, not at all. I mean, yeah, if she is the only person doing this and she is doing it essentially for, like, you know, keeping her perfect, well, the idea of what she has in her head is this perfect life. Mm-hmm. Um it's a hard one to come back from, man. I don't, I don't see. Yeah, I mean, what what would be the motive and reason other than sort of selfish needs? And when you're taking over an entire town, I mean, because now we know, you know that everyone in that town, yeah, are missing people, are missing persons. Yeah, exactly. And we got out to, you know, there's that bit when when Vision starts going for a wander and he ends up in like the outskirts, and and everyone's just in this weird sort of state of yeah. just idle. It's like, in not, this episode no one... as well, isn't it? He ta- he touches that guy's head and yeah, he yeah, works yeah, and he's, yeah. he's freaking yeah, out like, i need to yeah. call my sister like what's going on like exactly yeah, yeah i mean uh, you can't come back from that man that that's yeah. villain like that is that's it's villainous when, territory it is definitely villainous and uh she'd be up there and she'd knock away half the other villains we've seen in the mcu far uh, so far because at least there's powerful. a pretty dark backstory as well right most definitely um rob out of all the intro sequences we've seen so far do you have a favorite Mate, this one <laughs> 100% this one. <laughs> baby Vision. Baby Vision. Oh, Baby oh, Vision was fun. Mate. mate. Yeah. And also, it goes to show that Colin has never looked on my Instagram in that much detail because I suddenly realised when I was re watching, I was like, shit, I've definitely posted that picture. <laughs> and I posted a picture like saying, oh, my, my, my boy has grown so quick and had a picture <laughs> of Vision and it's on there. There's <laughs> a spoiler just sitting in the middle of my oh, Instagram. Shit. But oh, it- mate. I love yeah. that. It's Baby my... and toddler vision is everything I needed in my life that I didn't it's, know it's I did. my least favourite of the songs, but my favourite of just what they, image-wise, what they show us <laughs> is so funny. I don't think, I had, we had to pause it when I watched it the first time, like when Brilliant. it first came out. I was just like, I can't do anything or concentrate <laughs> until I let that image settle in my brain a little bit. Oh, so good. Oh, yes. Um, so, Vision and Maximoff are interrupted when Billy and Tommy suddenly age up to five years old. 
When a dog appears at their house, the boys ask to keep it and Agnes suggests the name Sparky. Maximoff almost reveals her abilities to Agnes concerning vision, whilst the boys age up again to 10 years old. So Colin, let's jump back to Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, who obviously played mm. Wonder and Vision. You know, you mentioned last week that maybe this was their best work in the MCU so far. Have they kept that momentum going? Like you're still enjoying their work? Most definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. Especially Elizabeth Olsen, actually. I feel mm. like, just like I said, man, I'm repeating myself from last time, but just looks like they're really enjoying it. Like they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. and they mm. and But not only just having fun, because we saw some more serious encounters this time around mm. with um, some more sort of um, deeper conversations. And then even in that sense, they're still shining to me as, as being very good. I, cool. There's not much yeah. to say that I can knock on it, to be honest. They, they are sort of the driving for, and I mean, so they should be you know, based after them, but they're doing a great job as being the two leads of the show. Yeah, amazing. So then same to you, Rob, because like there's in these first six episodes, they are given so much to do, these, these two actors. Like, so are they as good here as they are in the first three episodes? Yes. My favourite scene in episode five is their showdown. Yes. Towards the end of the episode. Woohoo! That was good. I, I get goosebumps and I, I was just, I, I wrote it all down. I don't know why I wrote it all down because I, I, that's not what notes is, just writing the script. <laughs> and there's that incredible <laughs> moment before the argument, isn't it, where, he's, mm. where she starts the credits. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, you can't do good, this. Man. And they're arguing with the credits going over. Yeah, that's oh. great. Yeah, it's so good. It's like, it's just, you can't control me the way you do them. And she says, can't I? Mm. And then, yeah, he secondly bursts back into the other room with the credits just, you know, go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just so good. The, audi- the, the audience still applauding the credits. It's just really yep. eerie and fucked up. Like, yep. if someone was being gaslit in real life and being controlled like that and people all around them are clapping and mm. cheering it on, it's something really... But like when he's like Norm is a family wonder, he's a family and he can't reach them because you won't let them like let them reach them. Oh, oh, so good. Yes. When he when he takes off and like they're both floating in that front room, it could easily be like too much, but it really works. Mm-hmm. When he's like, um, you know, you don't get to make that choice for me, Wanda, and she's like, you, You've never talked to me like this before. He's like, Before what? I can't remember my life before <laughs> Westview. I don't know who I am. It's just oh, it's so. Paul so, kills that scene. Yeah, he does. That scene, he, does. he absolutely nails it. She's like, "You're my husband. You're Tommy and Billy's father. Isn't that enough?" And then he's like, "Why is there no other children in Westview?" Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't even reference the fact that what well, anything of what she said and just ask that mm-hmm. question still it's so good and also I was thinking he's put away the trumpet because truth be told it's time for Marvel assembled assembled. <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen said that during the pregnancy episode, Matt Shackman had to tell her to underact rather than overact, as by that point in the series, they had all got so comfy with the overacting <laughs> as a baseline that it would often go too far over, and he would have to tell people to rein it back in because they just got so used to being yeah. over. Sign of a perfect director, I love that. Yeah, that mm. is good, because I could see that happening quite easily For if sure. everyone's on that same page. Controlling that tone is everything. So, at work, Vision reads an email from Sword that reveals the situation in Westview. He breaks through to a wheel, wheel? Real Westview resident and learns that Maximoff is controlling the town. 
Sword sends a drone from the 1980s into Westview, which causes Sparky to run off. Hayward orders the drone to be used to kill Maximoff, but she emerges from the barrier with it and warns Hayward to leave her alone. So, Colin, another new member of our cast, I guess, we've got Josh Stamberg as uh, director Taylor Hayward. Um, Firstly, you know, what do you think of the character? Obviously, there's not tons we know about him. Um, It's become a little bit clear that he does know a little bit more than our characters, I think. You know, he, he tends to only reveal certain information when the time is right. So, A, how did you find the character? You know, is he one of our heroes of the show? Slightly villainous, somewhere in between. What what, what we think him? I would say that I wasn't the biggest fan of his character. Yep. He's sort of very much, um, I don't know. It's just that kind of it's it's that cookie cutter kind of law enforcement, like overly angry white law enforcement man who has more power and we don't really know much about him. But he's not the most original all... character. Yeah. No. No. Mm. Um. But I don't really think that... I would say he's more villainous than anything. If, I, I don't know if, if they should be trusting everything that's coming out of his mouth. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot to say about him from my end, to be honest. He was definitely one of the, the lowlights of the show. Yeah. Um, it was also going to be my Zoom name this week, but I thought I'd stick with the vision theme. What was, was it going to be? The classic um, Hayward, but then the surname Jablomi. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Classic. That's great. Well done. That is a classic. <laughs> well done. Me and my wife watch these back to back. Luckily, I was facing the TV. Like, are you literally on a 1950s sitcom? I guess sometimes. I think I? so. Yeah, wibbly wobbly. Box of frogs. So, um, Agnes finds Sparky dead. And Vision confronts Maximoff about her actions, but they are interrupted when Pietro arrives. And watching that broadcast, Darcy Lewis notes that Pietro has been recast. Colin, before we get into your reactions and all of this, I'm going to hand over to Rob for a little bit. Because this is a... We've received so many questions from Twitter regarding this as well, as to how how are we going to approach this moment. So... um, because there's lots to this moment, so um, I, okay. I'm gonna. I've already given Rob sort of like the the pre heads up, so I'm not the putting him on up. the spot. Okay, he's yeah, gonna yeah, he's yeah. gonna provide a little yeah. bit of context here. So cool. I guess what we'll start with is Colin. Did you recognise that actor? Yeah, I, I th- or the significance of him. I recognised the actor, but not from anything. I think it was he in something called American Horror Story. He was yeah, yeah. recognised him from that. Um, and he's obviously- a very good actor called Evan Peters. Yeah, yeah. So the significance of this, we've talked before about Fox and Marvel and then both sharing the characters of Quicksilver. So in the, I'm trying to not spoil stuff as well. (laughs) In the film X-Men Days of Future's Past, or Future Past, he, Evan Peters, played Quicksilver or Pietro. Okay. So he is I'm not sure in he's the called X-Men Pietro films. now. I think he might be called Peter even. Yeah. I think it's weird, yeah. But he played he played Pietro in the Fox X-Men films. So he played the same character but just the the Fox version of it and yes. now he's in the MCU. Is that because so around Marvel the same the time rights? around the same time he was playing Quicksilver 
in Fox, we had Age of Ultron and we had Aaron Taylor Johnson playing yeah, Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was only obviously in that one before he died. Um, but yeah. You didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. So as he said, before so, he got riddled. So that was obviously like a very in thing for the, the Marvel fan base, and I guess, right? That must have been a huge thing to see that it... It, it asked, they, yeah, a lot of questions. It opened up a lot of... Because what about um, the other guy? Aaron Taylor-Johnson? Mm. Oh, hold on a second. You guys are pulling that face. I've just realised we're on the multiverse saga, aren't we? Well, that is a question that people asked. Is it a multiverse thing? Yeah. Because, But then it's just like, well, then they can do whatever they want at any point in any time and go, oh, it's just multiverse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to see how it all pans out. That is, yeah, okay. So that has we did a lot have time more... to get through all the X-Men films to watch that as bonus before we got to this. Long, so... you know, months and months and months ago, the plan was, you know, let's watch all the X-Men films. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's in about three X-Men films as Quicksilver, as, P- as Peter, I think. Maybe yeah. more. Yeah, like, no, three. Three. And so then by the time you suddenly wow. have him appear yeah. in WandaVision, you'd be like, what the Holy fuck? shit. Yeah, we realised, exactly. let's just get Colin caught up and maybe explain it's this moment feasible. for you. And you'd have no, got, no, of course, of course. When yeah. we do cover X-Men, and we will cover X-Men for the listeners, we will be doing it so as... Yeah, we've learned from our Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. binge that we don't want to burn Colin out, so we'll be yeah. separating those up a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't seem... No, I get it. To but do it, that it way. melted the internet. That when it definitely yeah. makes those, and it makes more of like that. Even that line of of um, shit. All Darcy. I know her name is Cat now. Yeah, Darcy. Um, even he's, that line of her being, being like, recast. "Oh, they've he's been recast." Like that. That just holds so much more weight when everyone knows that. Yeah, he's not just been recast. Because to me, that's just like, "Oh, yeah, he's been recast." But mm-hmm. yeah. to you guys, it's so he's not just been recast. This is like someone from the X Men films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other exactly. thing we was tempted to do was to just not tell you, and then when we got round to watching the X Men films, you'd be like, "It's him, it's him oh, from WandaVision," shit. and have like a reverse okay. reveal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. A, a lot of people on the twi- on, on the Twitter on the Twitter said, uh, "Yeah, you should you should tell him. We should we should kind of explain it." Yeah, See, no, proof again, it. Colin, that we never lie to you. There is still trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's worth mentioning as well that episode four doesn't have an advert, but episode hmm. five does. Um, it's Largo's paper towels. You know, for, I love this one. for when you That's make great. a mess. Um, yeah, slightly good. dark, but one of my favourites for sure. When you make a mess, you didn't mean to. Which oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's it's so dark, considering what happened and what she did in Largo's. It's so good. Um, yes, yeah, I love it. It's probably, that's probably one of my favourite adverts as well. Mm-hmm. There's so much, so much stuffed into this episode that I, I just got to go touch for it. Because I was about to bits. jump into episode six, but please, yeah, go. When um, Sparky, they find Sparky dead. There's this really, really heartbreaking bit, and Elizabeth Olsen really sells it. Mm-hmm. She's on the lawn, and she says, "It's not about being able to reverse, reverse death or age because it's convenient. Some things are forever," mm-hmm. and her performance at that moment is really really fucking great yeah i i love this episode for all the bits of vision learning shit and questioning things because he's all throughout the episode he's saying like we used to be of the same mind and now you know it feels like we're not on the same page at all and wonders sort of getting a bit more what's the word i guess empowerment really isn't she she's kind of 
using her powers more freely mm-hmm. and yeah just in front of everyone and yeah getting I, a bit yeah. reckless with it i love what they do with vision in these three episodes of him just constantly being like what are you doing like mm. and yeah uh, with, with you know like that agnes taking it from the top and him being like did you not see that and she'd be like, oh it's just agnes and all of that and then finally that confrontation at the end it's i think they do yeah. such good stuff with him that's why i think episode five is is up there for me is Mm. It's one of my favourites of the series, just because that last scene was just so. Yeah, I, I, that was my favourite scene of the three episodes. Was mm. that? Yeah, With the credits and everything. It was very creative. Such again. a good idea. Yeah, it's yeah. really creepy as well because he sort of like lowers his head, or like because he's just sort of like giving up, I guess. But when I first watched it, I was like, "Is she depowered him?" Like I thought she had like shut him off like a computer. Mm-hmm. When the credits first run, obviously, then he carries on arguing but i thought for a second i was like holy shit that's yep. dark mm. turning him off when uh when she's sort of done with him yeah because mm. doesn't like he it's this episode isn't it where he starts like asking the questions to her at the beginning of the episode yeah. and then the boys billy and tommy are like where's dad and she's like oh he had to go to work and they're like on a saturday she's like it's not yeah. the weekend like she's created yeah. this subplot of oh vision needs to go to work Yep. How heartbreaking is it when she says um, he just needs a distraction, and she and they say from us. Oh. Oh, it's so horrible. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Yeah, it's a great, great episode. Yes. So, episode six, all new Halloween spooktacular. In He's a... put away the trumpet because truth be told, it's time for Marvel assembled. You gave me an opportunity to say extra bits. I forgot to mention this bit. Go for I'm it. I'm mentioning it now. Evan Peters said that when Kevin Feige called him about doing the role and coming back, he said he was so intrigued by how weird and different an approach to Pietro was going to be that he had to do it. Mm. It's a very interesting character, and we'll get into him now. Um, Because in a late 1990s, early 2000s setting, Maximoff wants to spend Tommy and Billy's first Halloween together as a family. But Vision tells her that he is going to patrol the streets with the Neighbourhood Watch. Colin, I think after this, I might send you a couple of photos because their Halloween mm. costumes, uh, obviously um, Wanda in her bright red thing with yeah, the horns yeah. and stuff like that. Obviously, we know her as Wanda Maximoff, but in the comic books, she was known as obviously, obviously the Scarlet Witch. That was exactly what she used to look like. And Vision, com- really? and Vision coming down in the most ridiculous... What, that green and yellow thing? That is yep. Vision's costume from the comics. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was so ridiculous. Oh, and, that is ridiculous. And they gave him, yes. And I love as well that his face is literally just painted. Just painted red. It's right? just painted red. Yeah. And Also, wow. Pietro's costume is identical Pietro's is exactly well. his with a oh, lightning nice. bolt across his, yeah. It's all nice. their comic book uh, costumes. It's a li- really lovely, lovely thing. Um, nice and I, also, I really like that um, with Vision, he's wearing some sort of hood with like the Mind Stone is attached to the hood. So every yeah, time he yeah, lifts yeah. his head or goes forward, <laughs> like it sort of flaps about a little bit. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, um, yes, we've got Evan Peters as Pietro, obviously playing like the exaggerated older brother stereotype mm. that you'd find yeah. in those sort of sitcoms. But does he fit sort of seamlessly in or at this point, is he an unnecessary addition to the cast? I think he, he seemed to fit quite seamlessly for my liking. Mm. I mean, like you said, it's it's that now we're in like the Malcolm in the Middle vibes, aren't yeah. we? With the with the sort of talking to the the Ma- script, oh, the breaking audience, that the, fourth wall for sure, fourth yeah. Wall, yeah. Um, so yeah, he he one he slotted in that world really really nicely, but also like 
there's a there was a, a scene between him and and Wanda a bit later on in this one where they have a bit more of like a, a deeper conversation mm. about what's really going on and yeah. and um I thought he nailed that as well man I mean yeah I I remember him from American Horror Stories I only watched the first couple of seasons of that but he was pretty cool in that as well so um I gather he's just been doing his thing now and he is he is he a big name in the movie world would would most people know who would he is say regardless movie of... world nah TV. He still does TV. a lot of American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh, is that still going? Shit, man. Yeah, he did. Um, he was also in a show called Mayor of Easttown with Kate Winslet. He's so good in that. He's very, really? very good in that. But yeah. he was, I mean, I, I, don't, I doubt Rob's seen it as well. Massive in the last, in, in last year, he was in a Jeffrey Dahmer show. He played Jeffrey Dahmer in Net, on Netflix. Oh, right. Yeah. I heard about that one. Yeah. Yeah, that he made, that, ma- that was his lead. biggest thing. Yeah, he blew up after that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with shows that sort of like. Nah, they're not for me either. No, deal with crimes where, you know, the families of the victims are still alive and shit. It's just, no, fuck off. Almost like glorifying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm not interested. So, yeah. uh, So then same to you uh, as well, Rob. Like, um, Evan Peters as Pietro. Uh, Did you ever think we'd see Pietro again? Um, Obviously not in the same form as last time we saw him as well. Yeah, and he's not the same as he is in the Fox universe, which is what's so intriguing. He's not got like a Brooklyn accent in the Fox universe or anything like that. So it is really interesting. You're still, even fans of those films are still going, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. What's going on? There's still an element of being, and he seems almost hyper aware of the TV tropes. There's a bit where he says, yeah, that's the role you cast me into, you know, mm-hmm. cause, cause, you know, chaos and, you know, tension between you and Vision and interrupt all that. Yeah. Like he's sort of hyper aware of it compared to the rest of the people who are like, mm-hmm every now and then show glimpses of being aware of their characters. Yep, yep. What I really like, I loved Malcolm in the Middle. The theme song, I found it quite interesting that, um, so interesting that I put away the trumpet because truth be told, it's time for Marvel, a sound bold. The theme song has the specific line, don't try to fight the, fight the chaos, don't question what you've done. Yes, I, I noticed that as well, yes. And it was sung by Kathleen Hanna, who's the lead singer of Bikini Kill. The uh, famous punk mm. band, cool. which I thought was a nice little, nice little touch. Maybe should have saved that from a trivia, but who knows? I keep forgetting we got to do trivia next episode. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's been so much that we're going to forget stuff that we've said in these earlier episodes. <laughs> and be like, uh. <laughs> I feel like for, I feel like for the TV shows, there should be more than one point up for grabs because we're doing it over an entire oh. show. You know, maybe there should be like. I don't know. I feel like there should be a little extra thought into how we can do that one. I feel like it's bigger to get the trivia from a whole show. You're one point over a three episode thing? Over nine thing? episodes and three episodes. Uh, yeah, oh. sorry. Yeah, there, there should be more to that. Hmm. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, that, we got, we got, we'll think of something. I'll just throw it out there. We can cut yeah. this if you want, but also the listeners can get a I was about to say, we, 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 all right, we'll come up with a couple of options. We'll throw it out to the listeners. It's quite nice showing how the sausage is made sometimes. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, not in real life. Obviously, seeing how a real sausage is made is horrific. But <laughs> I meant as a metaphor. But yeah, I've also decided that I'm going to drop the listener verdict. Oh, because okay. one, it's a lot to maintain and remember to do. Two, I've won it once. I can forever be the listener's winner. <laughs> Tired, <laughs> People's champ. But what I thought might be more fun is if we get the listeners to send in their trivia. It doesn't get voted necessarily with points or anything, 
but they can win Colin's approval, Ooh. which who doesn't want that? So at the end of <laughs> at the end of it's what this uh, whole episode, what this whole fucking podcast is about, say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think maybe that's what George is after this whole time. It's just he's just created to say he's Colin. Cre- yeah, I liked it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> he's, cre- he's created this podcast world in order to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's going to be something we're going to do at the when it gets to the end of a series obviously when a film we're covering a film before we record the episodes i'm gonna mm. get some uh listener trivia and we'll, we'll, we'll read yeah. it aloud i don't know why we haven't done it already i'm yeah. quite quite cool. baffled and it also gives me and george more panic mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah more people to fucking beat me to it if the listener's got the best one, neither of you get the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair, fair enough. I'll say that. So, moving on, I love that Rob has now claimed himself the people's champ, but... Cool. Undefeated. So, undefeated. Like Sounds like he will be, yeah. Undefeated, retired, mate. Brilliant. He's retired on top. 1-0, be like, call it, mate. Call it. <laughs> it's not about how much you can get hit. <laughs> not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Fantastic. <laughs> Pietro offers to step That's in. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as I started. Pietro offers to step in as a father figure and take the boys trick-or-treating, causing mischief with his super speed, which Tommy is revealed to have inherited. Meanwhile, Vision explores further away from their house and finds residents of Westview standing frozen in their positions, including Agnes. Vision speaks to Agnes's real self. And she tells him he is dead. Hopefully we are all in agreement. We've mentioned it earlier on that this sequence is rather fantastic. Big question here. Colin, by the time the credits roll on the last episode of WandaVision, is Vision dead or do we have him back? He's got to be dead. He's got to be dead. Because there's still a lot of question marks regarding Vision, isn't there? Like... Yeah, I mean, it almost feels like the glimpse we got of his sort of, you know, corpse head mm-hmm. is actually the reality of all of a it. A stark reminder, He's, maybe. Yeah, like... Oh, like, stark. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Wanda is sort of... For the reasons we don't quite know yet, but she is in control of a lot of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it feels like... Which is really dark, man. I hope it is this. I hope that she's basically just been playing puppet with a dead body for nine episodes because mm-hmm. that's pretty dark. But um, that's, it implies that... she's been doing yeah. a lot of things with a dead body. Exactly. Yeah. I really hope we're not in need of a safe word here, but it is in these three episodes, isn't it, Rob? Where Haywood shows footage of Wanda, yeah, yeah, arriving at the complex where they were keeping Vision's dead body. Yeah, and they mention his living will. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Vision doesn't want to be used as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. after he, if he, in the event of him being destroyed. But then, but then the only thing that kind of the only pushback you've got on that is how of the. I mean, I guess how the, like how are the kids here then? Like, is that just a powerful like you know is that Wanda just using her powers as she can just suddenly generate twins? I mean, obviously she can. Or the, the age seems to be being manipulated mm-hmm. by something. So, um, I mean, I guess that, it that's brings, a good question. Are the kids real? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is. But then it's then then is a brother real, and then mm-hmm. you know the the, the you kind of keep going down the line. Yeah. Um But but are the kids real uh, in a sense? Like they're almost like augmented reality. Like everyone else can see them, but mm-hmm. in you know maybe they are just 
Yeah, I don't know, but there's that that's the intrigue that I'm wanting to know more yeah. about for sure. That's what's keeping me in this is is that, that Yeah. Whole... Um I mean, for your little theory and vision might be correct because <laughs> it's at the end of this episode as well, isn't it, where he walks out of what what they what they call the hex and yeah, immediately and starts, just starts sort of to disintegrate. disintegrating, falling apart. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's love... a that's a great scene as well, yeah. man. I really like when that. When he's yeah. he's pleading for everyone that's inside the hex, not for himself. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. He, he's still a hero. Like he's still like saying, "There's people in there in danger. Yeah. Mm. You need to help them." Even though he's being like torn apart, it's, mm-hmm. it's real, real good. Oh, I like this and show. That, the Agnes scene. Yeah, so dude. That I was about to say about that scene actually. Like that was a really good um, moment when she when she gets sort of brought back through through Vision doing his powers and then mm. she's she almost is so happy that there's an Avenger there to save them all and then mm. he's like, what? And then she... But I don't know, man. There's something about her. I'm not sure. I feel like there's a reason why out of all of the characters in Westview, she's the one that we've seen the most of and she's like a recurring character. Well, I, yeah, I, I, like I have... thought that that was just her role. She's like a co-lead of like the annoying neighbour. Nah, mate. Nah. I, I've, I've, I think... She killed the dog, or like she she was holding the dead dog. There's just a few little moments where you're calling like sass might... on Agnes. Sass. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, she she can be sassy. Do you mean mm. sus? She's both. She's sus and sassy. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a sassy suspect. Also, this is this is completely off piste I noticed through editing this show mm. that George says, "Hello, everybody." You say <laughs> you say really? everybody really weird. Hello everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everybody. I've never up on that. Oh yeah. I've I, never, I don't say body. I've never noticed it, and I hate making people feel self conscious. Oh, fuck it. I don't about the way they lead, speak. Lead apart from George. Right? Yeah. But, um, I like it. No, that's right. I, it's just something I, I say everybody. You say assembled for some reason. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You say um, brilliant. <laughs> you say Gillenhall. I say Gillenhall. <laughs> And I just say, it's just not my thing, It's just thing, not my thing, man. <laughs> it's just not my thing, man. <laughs> We're just going to be a soundboard by yeah. like, the next few episodes of this. Oh, right. It'll be like an AI written episode. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. George's question, my automatic response is just that every yeah. time. <laughs> George is like, our Lord and Saviour, Kevin Feige. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not my thing, man. <laughs> Various trumpet noises. We can yeah. get, was it oh. chat? GPT to make its own one like yeah, episode just based on all our previous things. The amount of repeat we repeat ourselves. So then speaking of poor Agnes. Um okay, so Rob, speaking of Agnes, <laughs> is Catherine Hahn still killing it at least? She is. Well, if Collins to be asked, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> I love how she's doing that whole like repeating of dead, 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 yeah. which is in the car. And her delivery of uh when Vision says, um, am I dead? He's like, no, why, why would you think that? So because you you are. <laughs> like, yeah. So creepy and so like such a sort of goosebumps moment. Yeah, she's great. So then this goes to both of you. Uh, at this point, who would you say is like the MVP of WandaVision? Who's like impressed you the most? Colin, I kind of think you're going to say Elizabeth Olsen. I think so. But to be, to be honest, Vision's not far behind. I um, never would have thought I'd hear I the know, words. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty mad when you think about my views on him up until this show you understand why we were so like crestfallen when you were sort of saying because i think up until he was a slightly underused and 
Well, they didn't really do anything interesting with him until Infinity War. He and was in all the team up movies, wasn't he? Really? Yeah, and we he started just, doing yeah, this podcast, around, and me and George had already seen this, so we're like, "Of course, yeah." You're you're bad mouthing Vision. We're like, "Oh." I do remember there being a. <laughs> I remember there being a couple of moments where I'd go on a little bit of a Vision rant, and then George would be like. He's not that bad. Like almost like trying to, trying to persuade me of something. And I did think to myself then, like, there's a reason why. Like George we just finished WandaVision. So we were so high on this show. And you were like, yeah. he needs to die. Oh, come on now. Come on. No, no, no. At least at least agree with me that the vision we're seeing in in this show is is not anywhere it doesn't resemble anything close to you know the, the vision a completely different point. vision and a completely different Paul Bettany as well. Paul Bettany yeah, exactly. is loving exactly. this, yeah. Yeah, I'll give things plenty of goes, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously this is proof. I mean, I hated Vision; he was my least favorite character, yeah. and I almost cheered when I saw him die in um, <laughs> in Infinity War. But now he's like, yeah, he's he's, he's yeah, he's pulled himself back with this. So, uh, but that goes that goes down to the writing. Think I'd... about it. Paul Bettany has been around since Iron Man one. He was the voice yeah. of Jarvis. Yeah, of course. Like he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like he's been in this stuff for a long oh, yeah. time. And what a journey! Mm. Not even for vision but for that actor to go on is insane yeah i mean he's yeah he spent a lot of his time not really even being in human form (laughs) to now having these wonderful wonderful scenes uh, alongside elizabeth olsen yeah crazy so outside westview hayward orders rambo lewis and Wu to leave the base for disagreeing with his decision to attack maximoff but they sneak inside and hack into his computer to discover that he has been tracking Vision's vibranium signature. Vision tries to push through the static wall, but he begins to disintegrate. Billy senses this and tells Maximoff, who then expands the hexagonal static wall. Vision, Lewis and several sword agents are enveloped by the new boundary. So it looks like that the next time we visit Westview it's going to be a lot bigger and maybe have mm. a few new inhabitants with it too. Colin, are you pumped to see another three episodes of WandaVision or has WandaVision fatigue started to set in? Pumped is probably a bit of a strong term. Yeah, I was a stupid me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm up for it because I'm hoping that we will see the majority of it now in because one uh, because Westview has expanded yep. and most of the main characters from outside of the are now all inside of it. Yep. And and there was it there was just something about even even sort of the visually it feels different when you're in and out of Westview. They're obviously doing something editing and coloration or whatever you do yeah, in yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> in film. But like there's just something about outside of it that just feels a bit sort of sterile and cold and sort of very Maybe the seen point, before like and the, the colour and... grading is different. The aspect ratio is different. It does yeah. feel a lot like boring visually, I guess. But mm. I think that's only to make it pop more once we head to Westview, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree. So so I'm excited to hopefully stay more in that world. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just that moment as well. By the way, when when they or when when the, um, the hex, force field yeah. is expanded or the hex or whatever you want to call it, um, that was great, man. I think that was a really good moment of an opportunity for creativity. Yeah. The way they were change, changing yes. all of the. Yeah, you know, as it was, all, as it was all, going, you see like, people change, buildings change. Yeah, yeah. A lot of circus stuff was appearing, yeah. which was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, helicopter like turns into a, a hot air balloon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That was really cool. Oh, it's um, such a good show. That. So, <laughs> Rob, anything else you want to mention at all before we wrap this up? Seeing the bullet-riddled Pietro. Of course, another little oh, moment. Yeah. There. Another little jump yeah. scare. That was great. There's, there's some brilliant lines. Like, we, we sort of said about Evan Peters being really um, sort of self-aware... Yeah, he says, I'm just trying to play my part, come to town unexpectedly, create tension with the brother-in-law, stir up trouble with the rugrats, and ultimately give you grief. And she's like, what happened to your accent? He's like, what happened to yours? Mm-hmm. It's like, really, and I love the little flashback scene of them when they're like, back in the middle style flashback to them as Going Sokovian fish, kids doing get fish trick or treating in Sokovia, yeah. He, he has some real nice moments of trying to bond with her and being like, you're asking her and having no judgment about how she's done it. Like mm-hmm. you've paired people together. You're not traumatizing the kids and or, or not as much as you need to and all this sort of yeah. thing. But then when he sort of says, no, no need, don't swear it, sis. It's not like your dead husband could die twice. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. just fucking hoofs him through that, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that. That tombstone It's so, so good. Yeah. I, I really like the, uh, also, the trailer in this one was my favourite by far. The advert. Uh, oh, when the... They, the advert, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I forgot to, to that. note that. Was that the, the like, the... <laughs> it was the yogurt. Yes. I think it yeah, was the, the yogurt. Boy. What the hell, man? So that was amazing. dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the shark turns up and gives him a yo magic yogurt. He's That's like, I'm it. so hungry. Yeah. And he just can't open it and he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. I can't remember oh. this. Um, it says uh, he stars, and it says Yo Magic, the snack for survivors. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The, the image and it's of like his stop motion, starving yeah, yeah. body is horrific. So good. I love that little kids were probably watching that, <laughs> yeah. and they had to watch that. Yeah. That makes me happy. There's a lot in this show that I think would freak kids out. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh yeah, completely forgot to note that, but that is my favourite <laughs> advert. I've been waiting for us to discuss that one. Yeah. <laughs> And so there we have it. No trivia, no ratings. It's all next time, baby, again. Uh, Not even any post-credits discussions. And so, Colin, nice and easy again. All we need for you to do is for next episode to watch episode seven, eight, and nine of WandaVision. And we'll end it on one last question for you, Colin. Are the Horde coming or do you have faith they're going to bring this one home? I'm going to um, try and manifest some multiverse where what I say now influences what I'm going to watch. Mm. And I'm going to say, yes, they're bringing it home for me. And I'm going to be very satisfied. Okay. Next time, baby. Rob, say bye. Bye. Colin, say bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Stay safe. Stay well. Stay nerdy. Or should I say, bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Next time we meet... Let it be in peace and friendship. This is as far as you're going to get tonight. Such valuable stuff. All in a nice work. Sweet dreams, little friends. Look out! Oh, oh, he's escaping! <laughs> I fear we have not seen the last of him. <laughs>